<coughs> Welcome back, folks, with Blue Collar White Tail Podcast. This is episode three, and tonight uh, we do not have Mason or Colton with us, but we have Matt, longtime friend, and uh, he's also with Rackaholic. He's got quite a few things to talk to us about, brought over a plethora of uh, scents, and I'm trying to save all my questions <laughs> for him until then. There's but, a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's jump into Thrive real quick. It's a three-step experience. Say goodbye to coffee, pop, energy drinks. Thrive is a three-step program. It gives you energy, mind clarity, vitamins, weight management, and appetite management. The three steps are two capsules, a shake, and a DFT patch, which is wearable nutrition. It's kind of like a nicotine patch. Um... Yeah, I've I've put down 16 pounds and I'm feeling great. And Thrive's helped me to get there, and I can't wait to use it during deer season. Get locked in focus. So enough of all that. Everybody's been waiting for this. Uh, Matt, we'd like to uh, take a few minutes and you know introduce yourself. Talk to us how you get started into deer hunting and. Uh, uh, just some fun facts about you, and yeah. All righty. Well, my name is Matt Dossman. This is my 35th season hunting. Woo! Yeah, I'm getting old. 46. Um, love it. I look forward to it every year. Actually, this week with the cooler temperatures. Oh, man. The beans are starting to turn a little yellowish brown. Ooh. Corn's starting to turn. Getting a little itchy. It's that time. It is that time. <laughs> Getting very itchy. This stuff come out just in time. Um, I started when I was 12 years old. My dad and my grandpa and my Uncle Terry. My Uncle Terry was... He was really good with a bow. He taught me a lot with a bow. Nice. I love the bow hunt, of course. That's my absolute favorite. But, um, yeah, I was fortunate enough last year... Rackaholic, this is the third year for Rackaholic. Um, last year I jumped on board on their second year. They gave me some stuff to try, and I had five to six bucks in September. Coming back to the same scrape, only one mock scrape at one of my spots. Oh, my God. And I ended up killing a freak-looking 10-pointer, kind of close to what yours was. That's insane. You, you call it twinsies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was insane. Yeah. Um, on the day that it happened to be 40 mile an hour wind that morning, everybody remembers that morning in November. Awful. November 1st. Yep. Everybody told me I was crazy, but I went out and sat anyway. About yep. 930, here he come across the field. He come right to that scrape to check it. As soon as he got out of the way of the trees, I let him have it at 30 yards. He was probably done by 15 yards. Dang. Yeah, I mean, you just, you know, those are the days you got to go out there. Yeah. You got to you gotta fight through it, and you never know what's going to happen. I always say it's a seems like a numbers game, you know. A lot of guys don't want to hunt the rain. They don't want to hunt the wind. But I tell you what, I've seen more bigger deer during the rain and wind than on beautiful, cool, crisp mornings. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's got to be with, you know, I think it probably has to do with that barometric pressure dropping. Um you know, that's probably got them moving. I think, um, you know, they could probably pick up 
pick up some scent a little bit better, maybe. Yes. Um, I know it, it more smells. I feel like it gets, I don't know, more earthy out there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Speaking I, of which, Rackaholic makes a dirt. Oh, man. Here we go. With, <laughs> here we go. If you went out and just stuck your hand in a pile of dirt and brung it out, it'd smell the same as what they got. Dang. They got great cover scents. Yeah, this is a, we got a pretty insane spread out here. I think we got uh, six or seven spray bottles, different scents. Um, then we got moist rehydrating gels. Yes, the Buck and Rut. We'll start with that one. It is $12.99 for two ounces. It comes in rehydrating beads gel. What it does is you make your mock scrape using a stick or the claw of a hammer or whatever. Spray it down with whitetail bedding first, but I'll get to that. And you'll clean that scrape out, make it under a limb. And then you'll go in there with complete scrape, which is the mock scrape, um, complete setup for a scrape. You'll take that and take your cap and just get just a little scoop of beads. You'll fling them in the scrape. You let it be and walk away and you'll, the limbs around it that are hanging down, they like to chew on. You'll spray that with whitetail bedding and the weeds around it. Okay. Last season, I had does bedding around the scrape because the whitetail bedding scent was there. They felt that safe. Are you serious? It's on camera, on pictures. Oh, my. I don't doubt yes. it. That's just nuts. It is. It, it was nuts. It made me a believer. <clears throat> but say so you've had that out for a week, and then it's starting to dry up. A buck comes along. He wants to redo that scrape. He'll pee in that scrape. The rehydrating beads that are left in the scrape will soak up his urine. And be good. And start all over. Oh again. my gosh! Yes. So it it ain't no tinks. It's no, no. This is not the normal store tink sixty nine. This stuff comes from Deer Farms right here in Indiana. Um, straight from the farm in the bottle and to you. So that little that little scoop could last you, I mean, a while. If they yeah, if they're one of these jars visiting. could last you all season. That's nuts. Starting in September, making a mock scrape and going back every week, just checking on it. I mean, if they're working it, just throw a little in there. If they're not really catching on real quick, just throw a little more in there. But I don't know. About the size end of your thumb. Dang. Not that much on the thing and just flick just it in. Just put her there. in. Yeah. Got, uh, I'm going to let you smell it. All right. So I have not smelt any of this stuff before and none um, of this has been open yet this was just delivered to me monday this is fresh just arrived and this is a complete scrape the only ones i've smelt is the pine and the the acorn hope oh, yep <laughs> <laughs> yep that smells like tarsal like yeah i mean if that's you, mixed with both complete scrape that literally smells buck everything's in it because I usually, like, when I take a buck, I'll cut the tarsals off, put them in a plastic bag, and just put them in my stand. Yeah. Um, that, that smells just like it. Like, I mean, well, it is. I mean, <clears throat> you're saying it's it's deer piss or pee yeah. from yes, it is. Indiana deer. And, I mean, that's what, <laughs> it's what it is. I just smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It that's wild, jump. dude. 
They yeah. just look like little like airsoft BBs, but they're like clear gels. Well, they're brown because of the piss. But yes, it's soaked. Yep, they're put in there, and then the urine's put in there, and it soaks up the urine in the beads. But if you put it to Dude. scrape and it dries out and a deer comes along and pees on it, it'll rehydrate them and they'll soak up that pee back in the balls and it'll last another week. That's crazy. Without putting any more down. That is absolutely crazy. And then we got the buck and rut, which is pure tarsal gland. This also comes in a gel, the beads, rehydrating. Now, I'll let you smell that. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh, about lost, about lost my lunch on that. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, that's real tarsal gland. So you got a spray bottle of that too. And yep, there's also a four ounce spray bottle. Now the four ounce spray bottles, I still have one from last year, and it's not even half used yet. Okay. It just takes. It comes with a sprayer top, four ounce bottle. $25, but it is the real stuff. I'm gonna let you smell this bottle because I think it's stronger than what the beads are because it's broke up in the beads. This is just a solid. So liquid. where where yeah. would you spray that? Like just for somebody that doesn't know, like how would you use the now application the buck, of the spray? The buck and rut, you'll use during the rut. Okay. Like if you got, like if it's on, the rut's on, and you want to make a scrape smell active, look active, rework it, and then use your dough and estrus, give it a couple squirts, then put your buck and rut, give it a couple squirts. And if there's a big one around, he don't like it, he's coming in. He'll rework that so scrape and give you a chance. You're saying like hit that before you climb in the stand? Or, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Hit it before you climb in the stand. Okay. Either if you go early in the morning or at night, but if you go in the morning and then at night both, hit it in the morning and just let it set and hunt the whole weekend that way. Okay. It'll last the whole weekend with just a couple squirts. All right. But here's the bottle of the buck oh, and rut. Jesus. Don't spill it on you. <coughs> yep. Now, which was stronger? <laughs> that The spray was definitely stronger. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah, it's a killer. But both of them are definitely gonna open your eyes a little bit. <laughs> that's that's yes, for sure. Most definitely. Now we're gonna let you do the smell test on the dough and estrus. This is a dough in heat. And those are beads. Yes. Okay. These are beads. And he's got the spray too of that as well. Yes. You thought the buck was strong. Oh, I can only imagine. This is like you're putting me through the <laughs> through the ringer. I hope you guys well, like. We're the only one here, so this is what you get. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got Colton. You, Colton and Mason, you guys owe me big time on this. Yes, they will. <laughs> you ready to smell the gel? I, as ready as I can be. It's a straight dough and estrus. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Strong? I, I had to run to the... <laughs> I had to run to the bucket. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm grabbing a bush light. <laughs> oh. You better get something taste in your mouth. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, 
Taking a pause here, folks. I'll be back. I, I wish you guys had like, there he is. had like a video going because I got, I got, I'm tearing up. <laughs> <clears throat> Talking about a dry heave. I won't make you smell the bottle then. Oh. I had my brother and my dad smell the bottle last year and they were sold. If it, all it's, I got to say is strong. if it makes me do that, one, that's stronger than like the golden estrus that oh, yeah, this we stuff. normally get. Yeah. Um. And this is I mean, yeah, store bought manufactured. This is a real deal. It, like I said, with that that golden estrus, you know that'll get you like you know to. But that thing about having me puking, so <laughs> I can only imagine if I smell that, their nose is way better. I mean, oh, it, they'll smell that for a long ways. Yeah, that is wild. And then, like, if once you get to a certain spot and you're walking to your stand, and if you want a deer to follow. Where you walk, just take a couple squirts of that on your boot and walk it in. And just okay, so kind of like it'll a drag it. almost. Yes. Okay. It'll just hit the weeds and it'll leave a trail right to you. No joke. Yep. Well, I don't, I don't doubt it. That. Uh, I'll give you something good to smell now. Okay. Yeah. Thank Does that God. That'd be better. I see a lot better scents up here. <laughs> <laughs> They're here's, not here's pee. A, huh, here's a cover scent called Red Apple from Rackaholic. Okay. Is that the one? Tell me what that smells like. Yeah, that smells like red apple, like a yeah. like a candy apple, mm -hmm. like one of them suckers, kinda. Yep, that's just a cover scent. If anybody <clears throat> hunts, so instead of using apple trees or whatever, so instead of using like uh, like a scent ninety nine or like a, I mean, you could basically <clears throat> correct, hit, correct. It'll maybe hit your ladder or so, I don't know. Yeah, what, how these, would you use it? These are eight ounce bottles. Okay. They also come with sprayers. They're fourteen ninety nine for eight ounce bottle of the cover scents. Um, for this, my favorite, of course, is the white tail bedding. That yeah, love it. The deer love it. This stuff smells exactly like if you just stuck your nose in deer hide after you just killed one. Okay. It smells exactly like it. Yeah. It smells like it. Yeah. This is what I use for cover scent going in and out all the time. Okay. Cause I, see that. I will spray it on my hunting pants, my arms, my stomach, whatever hat I'm wearing, and my boots. I mean, it legit smelled like, you know, like when you're butchering a deer and you, you got that yeah. hide, you got to, I mean, that's what it smells like. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Cause I was trying to, <clears throat> I was trying to, in my mind, remember the, the smell of like an Evercom, which that. That this was is kind of like, like an Evercom, but, but it smells, it just smells like a whitetail. Yeah. It really does. Yep. And I used it all last year, and I didn't get winded or busted one time. Okay. Not once. So. It was awesome. Because I, <clears throat> I got a hunt here in two weeks, and I'm thinking, so if I, if I use that over my 99, or I mean, do you do any other sprays or do you just roll with that? I use Code Blue. Okay. I'm just a bone collector fan, but yeah. I've tried that five years ago and I'm also a smoker. Uh huh. That Code Blue will take smoke snow away. I will shoot down the Code Blue on my clothes and stuff. And then when I, when I get out there, when I got in my truck, then I'll spray down with the white tail bedding and walk in. That's awesome. And I have not been busted once last year. Uh, I mean, the pictures you were showing me last year, I mean, I. I don't doubt it. 
That's and why then, I'm trying to get behind it. <laughs> I use that going in to make my scrapes. I use that going to the stand. I just, I swear by it. The whitetail bedding is awesome. Then we got another cover scent would be white oak acorn scent. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't think I smelled this in three years. Oh dude, that smells delicious. Like, it, it almost is like a pancake, like a, it just, I mean, it's acorns. It's got, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what it smells like. Yep. What it says on the bottle is exactly what it smells like. I don't know what they're doing to get it, but here's the one. This is sweet corn. Oh, Lord. We know how everybody in deer loves sweet corn. Yep. Dude, that is wild. I, I wish I wish you guys had like a smell or like a smell vision or something because the no joke the scents he's putting out smell exactly like what it is. I mean, there's no give. I mean, it's just it's what it is. It's like they just took a bottle of it, crushed it in there, and here you go. Like that's what I know. it smells like. It, what it <clears throat> says is what it smells like, guaranteed. And this is the one you used last year. Pine. Yep. Yep. I still and got it, some. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. like Christmas. Mm -hmm. Smells just like Christmas in a bottle, and I love that on the northern smells property like a pine I use. Tree. It's like I walk straight through the pines, and I I hit my boots with it, and my my um, my gloves, and my hat, and I I don't notice them at all. I mean, getting catching on to me, and most of the time I hunt out of like a twelve foot stand. That's like my go to spot. It's a nice little pinch, and. Yeah, if you're going to hunt pine trees or pine woods, yeah, that pine scent is an awesome cover scent. <laughs> it's like one of those Christmas candles. Yeah, it's, it's strong, awesome. yeah. yeah. I mean, they're no all joke. strong, and it doesn't take much. And all the sprayers are fine spray, so you're not, it's not globbing, it's not dripping. Okay, so it's, it's like a mist? It's just a mist, yes. Okay. All sprayers are a mist. Four-ounce okay. bottles, eight-ounce bottles. Yeah, it, it goes on good. I still have, I'm trying to think what... I have a pair of clothing in my in my bag that still smells like pine, and it's been I mean, since season closed. I mean, so. I have stuff at home that's still in the fridge from last season. I kept in yeah. the fridge. That's another key point. Keep it refrigerated if you're not using it. Okay. And then just pull it out the fridge before you go and use it. It helps save it. It's still as strong right now as it was when I bought it last year. That's crazy. Yeah. So just throw her in the fridge and grab yep. her when you need it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's awesome. <laughs> you it already is, got me sold. So <laughs> it is really, really good stuff. That's wild. Um, I mean, if you think about it, what those little—I don't even know if they're an ounce bottle of tanks, whatever. It yeah, is. barely. It's like what ten bucks now. Yeah. yeah Dip the wick get, in it. It's you over. You get a four ounce bottle of straight Donesters or Buck and Rut for twenty five dollars, and it'll last you all this season and probably three more. Yeah. And like I said, you get the longevity of those those gels rehydrating themselves. Yes. To where you know not every time, like with the with the tinks, you go out there every time and you got to dip the wick. Yes. And then you're you're done. So, I mean, it pays for itself. I mean. Yeah. Yes, it does. That. They also insane. have a product. They also have a hanger product for the guys that like the. Okay, I've seen those. Yep. But they're plastic. Okay. The hydrating beads go in the plastic, and then it's, it's a twist, so it'll twist shut, and when you're ready to use it, you just twist it, and it opens it, and there's different levels. You can keep going to let more out or just a little bit. 
Oh, so that's you. Okay. And if it starts to dry up because you're leaving it out there while you sit, <clears throat> just take some of this, take that bottom piece off, dump some in there to rehydrate all them beads again. Oh my gosh. And then you just twist it back on and it's saved. Because it's like a, a, like a, it's like a clear tube basically. Yeah. And it, like a popsicle, I mean Yeah, almost. their idea came from, actually they were used for drill bits. Okay. Drill bit plastic to cover drill bits so you didn't get cut. Well, they oh, took those gotcha. and they went a step further and they made two ends that screw together. So That's it screws insane. together like a drill bit, but there's slits in them. And there's five slits. You can either open it to one, two, three, four, five, five being the most, letting it out. I mean, it's a really calm morning and there's frost and stuff. Open it all the way up to five, it'll just drift. That's insane. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited to try it. Like, like I said, so uh, yeah. Tell tell them a little bit about how that whole. Um, well, I know you touched on the complete scrape last year, but uh, I guess how has your overall experience changed since you started using the stuff? A lot. It's <laughs> it actually wants me to be more in the woods. I've set up more cameras this year. I just started last weekend running my mock scrapes for the first time. They're dug in. Camera's on them. We'll see how they do in the next week or two. If I get anything, I'll definitely post pictures on the site. Okay. Let everybody know what's going on. But it's fun. It's got me in a different area of hunting that, you know, it's not just wait nine months, then, oh, it's here. You got three months and you're done. Yeah. This is something you can do year-round. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a game changer, for sure. It was. Cause last year, the last two years, last year and this year both, this year I've already got thousands of daylight pictures. Yeah. You, literally <laughs> on my phone. Literally. This dude floods me with pictures, and I'm like, how? I'm like, how? And he's they're like, just, they're coming out. That's insane. Once a week is all I go in, and I go out. I'm not even in there for 10 minutes. I freshen, I dump some nutrition, and I get out. Well, we got a little bit uh, interrupted there, but uh, yeah, Matt's saying how he's just, you know, he's in there for 10 minutes dumping some nutrition and uh, then he gets out, does the spray. Yep. And um, I wait seven days and I go back. I only make sure I'm in there for 10 minutes or less. I get out, I spray down before I go in with whitetail bedding, go in, redo the scrape if I need to. Dump some nutrition and get out. That's in, so they're, um, they're never catching since, on. No, I started my first spot. I started which is behind the house. We've got a two-acre food plot. There's three different fields in that food plot. Dang. And they've been all over it all summer. I've watched bucks grow up. That's the fun part. Yeah. You see them start in June with just nubs or a fork, and then come August. You got a big 10, a big eight. I mean, basket rack eights. I've counted just in a county block with just me. I've had 14 different bucks on camera. That's crazy. At that spot. Four of them are good ones. A couple of them are decent. And then there's a few. Then you grow a little bit. Yeah. A few, you got one year and two year olds. But it's amazing what you don't see. Like, I never knew there was that many deer. Oh, that yeah. Area. You don't see them. Mm -mm. 
No. no. But it, they come out at night, mostly at my house, which kind of sucks because you're hoping they'll come out one time for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's enough to season. get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And since, you know, can't dumb feeding stuff in this state, the next best thing is rackaholic. Yep. I mean, make those scrapes, get them hooked on them, and hopefully they come back. Yeah, just transfer it over to... It worked for me last year, and it worked great. I had three different bucks on that same scrape, and all three of them were shooters. One of them showed up, and I got them. That's wild. But, yeah, because most of the people, when they... Like, I'll just use me, for instance. I don't really buy the... Like, the dough and heat spray or nothing until... It gets to be around that time. Yeah. So you're kind of behind the game. Whereas if you get this stuff, you're already acclimating the like the complete scrapes. So they're already checking scrapes. They're already coming to that area. You're getting them in the mood because right now they're starting <clears throat> to rub off. The velvet's leave. I had a picture last week, the first one out of velvet. Dang. And once that happens, their attitude changes. And it's only going to get better and better from here on out. And now's the time to get those mock scrapes out there, get them interested, get them curious. And a month and a half from now, you could get lucky. Hey. Odds are in your favor. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Well, it's got to be It's got to be helping. I mean, obviously, you're getting it done with it. And, yeah, I mean, it just seems like if I wasn't using the stuff, I'm kind of behind the game. Like, why, I mean, this is out here to give you an advantage. And uh, you're not relying on that little Tinks bottle for one week, you know. Exactly, because that stuff does not last. Nope. You'll go spend 10 bucks on a Tinks bottle, use it up in a week, seven days. And what if it like, rains? Yeah. Then you got to go back and buy more. Yeah. Yeah, this stuff comes with a sprayer, it's a mist, and it's strong. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of strong. Oh, here we go. Speaking of strong. <laughs> yeah. Let's let us let us try this last one that you didn't get to. <laughs> this is this the... is a Donestrus in a bottle, four ounce bottle liquid. <laughs> oh! Now you thought those beads were bad because you had to go to the can. <clears throat> you gotta do this last one. Here we go. He <laughs> <laughs> oh. probably thinks we're like smoking out here. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. No. I don't think I'm going to get the virus now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, we just burn it out of you. <laughs> no, but that stuff, it's a real deal. Now, if you had a Tinks bottle, I'd have you compare them. Oh. That, that I, just, that's 100 times stronger. Right. 100 times stronger smell. I don't doubt I mean, just from past experience, that that's, it's unreal, guys. Um like I said, I wish you guys could smell these bottles, but I, I took the, uh, I took the heat for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you got to smell them all in one sitting. So, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a believer in smelling those. Actually, got me jacked, like ready to. It's on. I mean, it's getting closer. You guys know how it is. It's September. Leaves are turning. Corn's turning. Everything's starting to happen. Yep. It's time to get out there, and I just want to give a big shout out to Matt Myers and Kyle Miller for allowing me to be a part of Rackaholic and to represent them. It's been fun for the last year and a half. Oh yeah. I look forward to a lot more, but yeah, it's, it's amazing stuff. 
Now the proof, the proof's in the pudding, I guess you could say, or yeah. the gel. <laughs> yes. But uh, well, you you touched on last season and the whole rackaholic thing. But uh, do you have any this season goals that you would like to? Are you shooting for something different than you were last year? Like uh, I don't know, just like a personal goal out there while you're hunting. Um, there is. There's one thing I have not done is shoot an old deer. Okay. Like past his prime. Okay. I have one this year on camera that is pretty much religious at least every day, once a day, or every other day. He is an old seven point. Nice. He's got, I mean, the rack is big, yeah, but the body on him is back swayed, his belly hangs, his shoulders stick up. He's got the huge Roman nose. He's just, you can tell he's got age. And that's one thing I haven't shot yet is a really old deer. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's always that 200-incher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's no joke. But that's every guy's dream. Well, yeah, and then you got to think, too, with that, that mature deer. I mean, he's, he's probably seen a lot. Uh, he's probably busted a lot of people. I mean, he obviously yeah. doesn't get like that from not being dumb. So no, and I think my brother had a crack at him two years ago and missed. But we thought somebody else may have got him, but still we think it's the same deer, and he showed back up this year at our second spot, and this is a spot where I got mine last year, and it's on fire once again. That's awesome. Uh do you do any reduction, or are you just, or are you just straight regular? No, I'm just straight regular. Okay, yeah, I didn't know with you being, cause you you hunt two different areas yeah. or whatever. Okay. Plus being straight blue collar. That's right. Yeah, blue yeah. collar whitetails. <laughs> I go to work every day, five days a week. Yep. And then hunt when I can, like everybody else. Evenings, weekends. Anytime you get a second. Yeah. Just trying to make it happen with what I got. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited to use the stuff, and I know one of our one of our goals this year is to get uh, get some bone on the ground for Colton. He's trying to get a buck still, and uh, like I said, with last year it was so up in the air. But like I said, if we would have been using this stuff last year, maybe it would have been a different story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, hopefully using the stuff this year is gonna. Maybe give us an extra shot or two. Um, that's our one goal for for him, and I'd like to I'd like to shoot that the splits the one buck I sent you. Yeah, that's that's a good deer. Yeah, um, that's a very good deer. But also whatever, I know I got some intel from the other woods behind us, and uh, he sent me a couple pictures and real nice guy, and maybe he'll wander over because that's the other thing with how this is set up. As there's there's only a couple woods around and we're like the big chunk so you really never know what's gonna run in so sometimes <clears throat> after a hunt like when when the light goes down I'll take a rip around the road with mm -hmm. my, my high beams on and everything and uh, I actually saw the the biggest buck I shot I saw him crossing the, the gravel going into our woods yeah the one the one year so it's neat to see him and it's like, dang, I knew they were hanging out here in the... Because there's that bean field on the other side of the road. And 
Uh, sometimes they'll just be hung up over there and we're like, yep, it'd be nice to hunt that little strip, but. <laughs> uh, sweet November can bring anything. There's been times I've sat in tree and I've seen bucks I've never seen before. I mean, that's the time they travel the most, the farthest. And, and no matter how much cameras you use or sense you use, I mean, in November, there's always that you wake up that morning anticipating anything and it can, it can happen. Yep. I keep hearing guys talking about, like, deer running miles. Like, yeah, just going all over. Yeah, well, I kind of read about that. And, you know, as a buck gets older, he's like an old man. His roaming area gets smaller. He'll start out at 3.5, 2.5 mile radius, wherever his home is. And when he gets to be 5.5, 6.5, 7.5, it's down to, like, a mile. Dang. Just like an old man, you don't want to move. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm yep, sure. Exactly. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the future holds. No one does, but we're definitely excited. Uh, I yeah. had a nice shot at a, last year at a really wide eight-pointer, and I ran out of light when I pulled my bow back, couldn't see him. And, uh, oh, that's and happened a few times. Neighbor ended up shooting him like, a week later, and I'm like, son. I was happy for him. I'm glad he shot it. Them big ones know when to come out. The last 30 seconds of light, Dude, that's when nuts. they'll be out. I was going to shoot a doe, and I saw the doe pick its head up and look over towards the field, and he was at that scrape I was telling you about 50 yards out, and he was just looking straight over my way. I don't know if he was licking his nose or what, but um, I mean, I don't know if he could actually see me in that dark, but I mean, it wasn't. I could. I tried to shoot him, like yeah. I had light to pull my bow back and, um, but yeah. Yeah, once... I played that game, but I've kind of learned to <laughs> try to be more patient. I know it's tough when there's a monster standing in front of you. Yep. But also, I'm a meat hunter. Yep. We eat it. We eat it all year, and it's extremely healthy. And I got this thing about does. Yeah, um, I love I love backstraps. Yeah, yeah. Backstraps are so good. Yep. Backstraps, deer burger, loins. Oh yeah. Uh, last year I ended up killing three does and a buck. Oh nice. This year I want to go four does and a buck. There you go. Yeah, I kind of like uh, kind of like Kip Campbell on Red Arrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then the does, the yep. does, they're in trouble. Yes. <laughs> love it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, we. I don't know how many. Like I said, that with last year how that unfolded, I had deer, I had does, come in like five, seven yards, and it was that point where it was like, man, we ain't really been seeing many bucks, and I was like, any one of these is gonna go hot soon, and I'm kicking myself for it already. Like this year, no free passes. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, there isn't. <laughs> I mean, I might let. I might let the first one go if it's walking with a with a fawn or something, just because I don't yeah. know. Give him a give him a good pass, but after that, I'm I gotta fill my freezer. <laughs> yeah, we're getting low. We're getting low because we like deer meat. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start to. Mm-hmm. Flinging <laughs> arrows. Yeah. Flinging arrows. That's the best. Uh, uh, did you go out much with a gun this year, or did you just? You I did play? go out in muzzleloader season, okay. and I 
I don't know. When Muzzle Shoes came around, it's like my couple spots just shut down. I didn't yeah. see much. I had one opportunity. Didn't see it in the scope. I was going to take a doe. Ended up taking a branch. Oh, that's nice. That was 30 yards in front of me that didn't come oh. in the scope. I had her dead to rights right on the chest at 50 yards. Yep. I wonder what happened because I seen her run off and I got down, went over where she was standing, looked back at the stand. You could see the hole in the limb. Oh my gosh. Where the 50 caliber went through. Yep. You'll have, <laughs> you'll have that. Oh yeah. <clears throat> that's happened more than once. Yeah, we had we had a couple misses last year that it was heartbreaking, but uh, that's yeah. part of it, I guess. I was going to be number five, and I fell short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, let's see what else what else we got. Uh, do you guys do – so, like, when opening season – or, like, rifle comes in, opening weekend, uh, we throw, like, a, a big party out here, and it's, like, a stag-only type deal. And, um, oh, nice. So, like, we're grilling meat and all this stuff, and um, – Colton and I, we hunt in the morning, but, like, my uncle and them, they don't. Uh, but, yeah, do you, do, do you guys have, like, any, like, a family tradition or anything like that once any part of deer season or, like? Uh, well, as far as family tradition, we all try to get out in that morning. Okay. Me, my dad, my brother, my son's going to go this year. We all try to go out and sit on opening morning. There's oh, yeah. There's something about opening morning and shotgun. Dude, it's, it's there's something. Yeah. It's it's magical. Yep. My brother did it two years ago. He went in to stand 10 minutes. No joke. He came, yeah, our second spot. He was there, and I was just got in the stand and looked over, and I seen the buck come across the field in front of me about 150 yards, and it was angling towards where he was. So I called him. I said, are you in the stand? And he goes, no, he's still walking to the stand. Oh, no. Yeah, this buck is still in the field going towards him. Yes. And he just gets in the stand and gets his gun pulled up, looks up, and that buck's coming right across front of him. 50 yards. Didn't even have time to think about it. No, and 10 more yards, that deer would have been gone across the tracks, and he dropped it 10 yards before the tracks. Oh, that is sick. Yeah. That is awesome. He made, he made a great shot, but before that, he tried to shoot the first time. Gun jammed. Are you serious? Serious. Gun jammed. So he had to rack then, a new, another one or something? He was going to, then he dropped the bolt and it tanked the stand. Oh, my. Yes, kid you not. And that tank made that deer stop. Didn't look at him, made him stop, because that deer, there was does on the other side of the tracks. So that's where yeah. he was going to go. He's probably like, what so is that? So he just stopped, and he was listening. No way. And it gave him time to put another one in, get it loaded, aim, and dropped him. That is awesome. Because in 10 more yards, that deer would have been gone, and he couldn't hunt the other side. Oh, man. Yeah. All in 10 minutes of first light of gun season. That, hey, I'm crazy. It was nuts. Crazy shit happens. It was nuts. And happened to be his biggest deer to date. He's That's a big awesome. big bruiser nine-pointer. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love stories like that. My, It's my... Uh, aunt's boyfriend, but I call him my uncle. He's been around forever. And uh, last year, we shot our bucks the same day, but two different properties. And uh, he wasn't seeing anything, had a coyote come by and uh, shot the coyote. And he said it like spun. Good for him. And uh, he gets down and he's trying to like blood trail where this coyote goes. 
and he said he had two does run in front of him like 20 yards and then here comes this buck chasing him and he stops him shoots it well once he said once he stopped it the buck looked the other way like he thought the noise was coming from away from him mm-hmm. and shot him dropped him with the seven mag <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my yeah so that was that was a pretty cool story for him uh yeah, I love little crazy stories like that. Oh, there's a few of them. Yeah. Over the years. Yeah, it's it's amazing some things that happen you never thought would happen. Yep. And like uh like what I was talking to you about earlier, I like last year I kinda just was like once I get a gut feeling, I kinda just like go with it now. Yes. And uh Yes. Last year you know, about eight, nine o'clock, I wasn't seeing anything or, well, not eight o'clock, but like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever. I wasn't seeing anything. And I was like, they got to be moving. So I get down, I go down to the swamp. And the one time <clears throat> I heard, I heard them like, I wouldn't, I don't know if it was like a blow, but it was, it was a noise, like something wasn't right. And uh, so I just whipped out my my grunt tube real quick and I just did like a little brop brop and I kept walking and just kind of hitting it climb up in my stand and I had two does walk out in the water in the swamp behind me they were small does yeah but uh I mean you know I think throwing that grunt tube real quick you ever snort wheezed them we tried last year that worked for me in 2017 really the first time it's ever worked so I heard it's like a double-edged sword it's like it can be so like yeah could you spook more out or well i already had him i could see him so okay. that's why i did it he was they were behind me he was chasing doe around this pick bean field third week of october and he must have just been feeling it he chased her all over that field they come past me at 50 yards she finally stopped he stopped i blew the storm wheeze and that deer I don't know. He was just mad. His ears pinned down. Oh, dang. He turned right to me. He come right to the tree. Brushed the tree with his side that I was sitting in. Uh. Right past the ladder. He got out 15 yards in front of me, angled away, and I let him have it. That is insane. And that happened to become my biggest weight deer yet. Just a Which was a big 100, one. 197 pounds field dressed. Oh. He was a hog. That's insane. Yeah, I would have sucked dragging that thing out. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. Your back hurt for a week after. Me and my uncle, yeah, we drug that thing out. But it was well worth it. And that's the only time that has ever worked for me. Yeah, we... It just has to be the right time. It's got to be the right time. It, yeah, the right time, the right deer. I mean, it works. I know they try it on videos. I've watched them. But that was the first time I really put my heart into it and tried. And... It just took one time, and it stopped him and turned him on a dime, just like they do in the videos. Come straight to the tree. Yeah, because I'm always so afraid with it that we're just going to blow everything out. But oh, I, the does will go. Does will go for sure? Oh, yeah. Okay. But but I mean, it could be worth it. I mean... That's, if you can get that buck to turn and come to you, yeah, it's worth it. I know. I started a couple years back. I... I uh, was listening to this dude and he was talking about start to like tickle antlers like mid-october that's another story yep the biggest deer i have you said mid-october yep yeah this was october the 17th yep see i'm telling you 
This was clear back in 2004. I shot I shot my my first eight point in the middle of October. This is my biggest deer to date. Clear back in 2004, it was 14 pointer. Oh. It was kind of like the setup I have now at a spot. It was just a little pothole woods in the middle of this big cornfield. I walked out there. There was a farming lane where they had the irrigation setting. I walked that grass, oh, good Lord, probably a mile back there. It's in the middle of this big field. Damn. I get back here in the afternoon. I sit down. I walk past this deer, mind you. Didn't even know it. He must have been 20 yards from me laying down when I walked Are past. Are you serious? Corn was rattling just enough. It was dry. Mm. It was brown. A little bit of wind. I was sitting there. I just pulled out a small little set of antlers. Started tickling them just to see. Mm -hmm. Anything was laying out in the corn. Yeah, he stood up, and it sounded like a bulldozer coming through there. Yep. Corn. Crashing. Oh, yeah. Shaking back and forth. It was the coolest thing i ever seen. And he come to the edge of that woods at 15 yards, and that was that. It's like the freakiest things can happen. Yeah. Either go your way or not go your way. I have no idea why that deer stood up at that day to come in there and see what was going on. It wasn't even in a rut yet. There's curiosity. I'm telling you. Cause I, that he'd just come in. Ever since I started, and I, I do it every year now, I'll start just lightly playing with them. And uh, the year I shot my first eight, he, uh, I mean, he came out of nowhere. He was actually standing on my grandpa's septic mound in the woods. He walked right in front of my stand, and uh, once he got out to like five yards, turned broadside, and that, and that's how I shot my biggest one. I blew the hunt that morning. Like I was telling you, I, I shot over the back of this nice nine-pointer that morning, and I was supposed to go hunting uh, at a different property. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to go hunting at a different property that evening, and on my way to that property... My buddy calls me and he goes, I got a birthday party I forgot about. I cannot go. And I can't go without him. Um, that's mm -hmm. just how the the permission worked. Um, so I was like, screw it. And I turned the truck around, get over here as fast as I can. <laughs> and I get up in my stand. And I'm already pissed from the morning. And I'm like, man, he blew once you missed. You, This is destroyed. So that whole night I was like, you know what, I'm just going at it. So, um, about five o'clock, maybe I start rattling and I'm hitting them hard. Like, so everything can hear me. I'm like, what's, yeah. what's what am I going to lose at this point? And, uh, as soon as I set my antlers down, it was like the second or third time I like, uh, set down, turn and out the corner of my eye, I just see like this cow, like the big <laughs> body and he comes yeah. angling in from 35 yards and, uh, this is going to make me sick to say, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. So he comes in <laughs> 35 yards, and I'm like, all right, bet, 35. And I was like, man, I messed up this morning. I'm going to try to, you know, not mess up again. Well, I, I didn't take into consideration that he was losing yardages as he was coming in. You know what I mean? You're caught up in the moment. Yeah. And I was like, don't look at his head. Like, I already knew. I mean, I got oh, the first Oh, that's the golden rule. Yeah, no. And I was like, no. Nope. You got to try to look at his shoulder. Yep. And so I pull back, put my 30 on him, shoot right over the back of him. And he kind of does like a quick, like, hop step. Been there, done that. And he's got his ears back. Like, he's ready to go. And uh, he goes out to the woods. Or, not to the woods, sorry. He goes out to the corn. 
And I'm like kicking myself. I'm like, Jake, you have pissed away two opportunities in one day. And this deer is way bigger than the first one. And so I was like, screw it. So grab my antlers again. I just start hammering them. And like you said, he came crashing through the corn, piled like straight through the edge of the woods line. Now he's downwind of me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's standing on the trail, probably 25 yards, just licking his nose, licking his nose, looking up in the air, licking his nose. You ever get it where you start holding your breath? You're yeah, like, he's scent checking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I start holding my breath, and then I'm like, like trying to let out a little bit so I don't yeah. pass out. Uh-huh. So anyway, he uh, he must have cleared it because he, he walked straight up the trail to me. And once he was angling away, I uh, pulled back, shoot him, and it went through, like, the top of his spine got stuck in. And he bled out, but he dropped right there. And I couldn't get yeah, out of my stand. shot a couple. Yeah, and he... Uh, he dropped right there, and I, I called my uncle, and I was like, dude, I I just shot a deer, and I, I need you out here. Like, I, I don't want to get down. I don't want nothing. So I'm sitting in the dark for like an hour, hour and a half, yeah. waiting on my uncle. And I see him pull up, and I'm waving my flashlight, like trying to signal him. I mean, he knew where I was at, but whatever. And uh, I get down, and I was like, dude, I shot him, and he, he comes over, and he gets over the deer and he just like tackles me. He's like, "You, you, you just shot a tank," <laughs> and uh, so he's like, "All right, let's gut him real quick and get him out of here." And so he hands me the knife and my hands are shaking. And he's like, "You're gonna end up bleeding out too." <laughs> so he he ended up gutting the deer because I was still shaking so hard. Like I don't think I really comprehended what happened until I got down there on the ground and like, oh yeah, I mean it was it was unreal and. Uh, yeah, hopefully one day get another opportunity like that would be insane. I mean, they're all fun, but that oh, one is. was. I mean, the funnest, yeah, is when you zone out. Yeah. When you're in the moment and you don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I don't even zoned. know how many minutes went by. It was probably yeah. only seconds, but it felt like an hour. I mean, yeah. And this it's like was time stands still. Last light, and it just, yeah, it was nuts. And I, like I said, I'm I believe in rattling. So yeah. It gets, it gets, it works for me here. So I've tried that as well, rattling, snort, wheezing. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. Some guys are like, "Oh, it's too early. It's too early." And I'm like, "Well, you never. You might get one. It's territorial, ready it, to go." That's right. It could be too early, and it could be too late. Nope. I mean, you never know. Mm-hmm. Why would that deer at October seventeenth just tickling the horns a fourteen pointer come in? That like was his. he was going to fight somebody, yeah. That was his spot. We're still, what, two weeks away from rut? Yep. Yeah, three weeks away till it's like full bore, and he was already feeling it. It just, what I've learned in 35 years, it just depends on the deer. None of them act the same, not a one. That's nuts. That's what makes them so awesome to hunt. Yeah. Every time you hunt one, it's a different scenario. It's a different way to hunt it. And they're extremely smart. So this, and this is what I'm trying to figure out. This year at this property, this is the most bucks I've ever had on camera to my Ditto. spot. And I don't know what, I mean, do you have any ideas what would be causing that? Usually this is just like a big doe bedding area where I'm hunting. Like, it's just, I mean, this year we have corn. Um, I would have to say a lack of hunting pressure. 
You think lack so? of hunters in the area? Yeah. Because everything to the west of me, no one can hunt. That well, whole there's section. there's a huge section to the east of my house that there is no hunting. And it's a huge section, and they just trickle over from there. There's not a lot of hunting pressure around me and the other spot. There's not a lot of hunting pressure, and we're not in there all the time. We pick and choose. Yeah, I don't... That's the thing. Pick and choose. Don't put the pressure on. Wait till the right times. Wait till you feel it. Then go in. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I'm... I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what would be causing that. We we used to be lucky if we got a buck to come in on camera. I mean, we'd see them out there when we're hunting. But now it's like, they're just... I, yeah, I started my little camera experiment three years ago. Because... I watch hunting videos, of course, like everybody else. And like, hey, that's cool. I'm on camera. Yep. It's like, I'm going to try it. I bought one. Ran it my first year. Got a few pictures. Second year, I'm up to five. Dang. Started putting them out. Two of them in each spot some of the times. And I was getting more deer, more does, more bucks last year. And then this year, I'm up to seven cameras. Been only running four so far two at each spot i've only been running two spots i got three spots and i've seen more bucks this year than i've seen in previous years for quite a while so yeah i mean you're i mean it's probably what i think is probably a combination of you know you bringing the rackaholic stuff in you're probably doing something right with with how you treat your property and i am feeding them yes i'm giving them nutrients and, I but mean, yes, when it comes to that ten day point before season, yes, it's all out of there. Yeah, all that's left is rackaholic. But I started doing that a couple years ago as well, running a camera, putting little feed out, see what happens. Your deer get bigger faster, feeding them. Yep, I've noticed it. We have some really big deer at home that I don't think would have been that big without it. When I first started hunting out here. The bucks never used to be like anything bigger than like little little baskets, and yeah. then once I started putting, when I made the switch to big time box, like the those I've big been times, using their feed and yeah. the soybean and corn mix. They've exploded. They're loving I mean, it. At least yeah. from what I've seen. Yeah, that's a shout out to Big Time. Yeah, they're, I believe it. Another Indiana company, Big Time. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they're from Indiana, but. Um, yeah, they make a good uh, I, I throw them good in, supplement, good I food. I throw one in right once the season goes out so they have something instead of just, like, relying on brows. And then uh, mm-hmm. I threw this one out about June or July, one of those big ones, and that lasted a while. And uh, then I just went out there with the, the stuff we're selling. It's called Rack One, and it looks like a big, like, weightlifting supplement. Yeah. I just put some more out this weekend, which is like a powder. I've seen that picture on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. How, I mean, I'll, I'll check the camera here soon. But uh, but I will tell you, not to interrupt. No, you're good. The biggest thing I found out last season, when you put some food plots in, I had purple head turnips and radishes and stuff like that. They hardly touched it during deer season. But one season was over in January, and we had that big snow last year in February. Remember the 10 inches? Oh, yeah, yeah. They annihilated my two acres field in two weeks. Oh, well, you probably kept some alive they doing ate that. They everything. I had 30 deer every day in that field. 
right behind the house. I don't doubt it. Six to seven bucks, the rest does. They were all coming every day. So. And I was also putting corn out. I think giving them all that nutrition through the winter helps them get ready in the spring, helps them grow better, bigger racks, healthier deer. Yeah, birth yeah, better. heard it. Yeah. Yeah, but I've done it, and I'm a believer now because I've, I've actually tried it. Yeah. And I'm not hooked up to anybody huge and famous. I just watch and see what people do, and I try it. And if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. And it's working. Yeah, I definitely think the the deer herd has gotten healthier since I started. Um, and I'm not saying I'm the only one that probably supplements, but there used to be very little pressure out here. And then, uh, you know how it is. People, once they can get pre I mean, you can't ask anyone to go deer hunt in anyone's woods. I mean, no. You have a better chance with like doves and coyotes, and but uh, yeah, I there's either people doing a lot wrong and we're doing right, or huh. something safe. I mean, I also noticed my woods this year seems a lot thicker. Like the undergrowth, like it just seems a lot thicker back there than what it has been. Well, we did have a lot of rain at the first of summer, and now we ain't had rain in a month, so it's all just drying up. Yeah, so I don't know. But that really contributed to thickness because in my house, in one night, we had five inches of rain. Flooded the road. It was just a downpour tsunami. Jeez. But yeah, yeah the rain just disappeared. We got honeysuckle out the yin-yang out here, too, and they they love bedding it. We ha I've had rubs right outside my right outside the house. Yeah, they just, so have I. <laughs> they just hang out. So have I, right in the corner of the yard. Yeah. I don't know how many times I come walking out of the woods to go to my truck and uh, right right across the driveway, there'll be a couple does just out there just watching you walk. I'm like, now, if you would have came back there. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that close, my food plot is probably the two-acre one, 150 yards from the house. Dang. the back door. And I found five sheds. Two complete sheds, both sides, and then six sheds total. And I got one buck that was three and a half. I called him Mr. Krabs <laughs> because he had crab claws at the end. Well, this year, it was three and a half, and they say the deer make the biggest jump from three and a half to four and a half. Yeah, I heard that. It's true. The pictures I've sent you. Yep. Krabs last year was decent at a three and a half. This year, it's just doubled. He blew up. I think it's because of helping them out in the winter and stuff when there isn't nothing to eat because all the crops are gone, everything's dead. They got nothing to eat. They just got to yeah. grind and forge for themselves. Give them that nutrition, it helps. He's he's twice as big this year as he was last year. I mean, he's it's still no nocturnal, but he's bigger. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than someone using, like, supplements when they work out. I mean. Right. And that's legal. Yeah. I mean. It's all legal. You just can't pour it on the ground. You can plant it and grow it, but you can't pour it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of weird, During too. the season. But I know. Like, it is weird. I remember a couple years back, I helped a guy uh, plant food plots, and not once did we shoot a deer over that food plot. I mean... We haven't yet, but I've got so many pictures of them in the plot. A lot of them at night, some yeah. of them during the day. Yeah. But... It's still fun to watch and see what's out right. there that you don't see every day. Plus, you get to see where you're growing. and Yeah, and hoping one day that you get that 30 seconds of daylight and, yeah, make him famous. That's insane. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm I'm hoping we get a banner year here. I think So am I. I think um, after <laughs> last year's crap, I think everybody's due for a yeah. knockout year. I mean it just the weather was so wrong. And like you're saying right now, I'm I woke up today and it was fifty two degrees when I went to the gym. I mean foggy this morning, yep. dead calm, cool. Yep. Um I said it first thing when I got to work this morning, I looked at the guys, I said, I'd rather be in a tree right now. This yep. is great. Yep. Yeah. I'm uh I keep it was a beautiful debating morning. taking off the fifteenth for opening day reduction. because uh, I was like a couple months back I was looking at like the weather ahead and I was like, Man, it's gonna be hot but with how it's feeling now I'm like I could get in there my first sit and kill one. I mean I look clear to the tenth of September so far is middle seventies and fifties at night. So I hope that stays and it just gets a little cooler by the first of October. That'd be nice. But then everybody knows it in summer comes back in October. Oh, yeah. Then you have the lull, and then it cools back off, and then everything kicks off. Yep. Yep. That's how it nuts. goes. It's going to be nuts. Yes, it is. I'm ready. Do you got anything else you want to touch on that you can think of? I don't think so, but if anybody is interested in the Rackaholic, oh, yep. um, you can get a hold of me on Facebook messenger uh my phone number's on facebook uh you can get a hold of kyle miller matt myers we are selling it so i get it now and they have a facebook page rackaholic outdoors they just started posting this week there you go so they just started up again so if you jump on facebook and you see a rackaholic post comment ask we'll get to you Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you driving all the way out here and showing me this stuff, and my nose isn't thanking you. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet not. But it was fun, and hopefully we can get together again soon. And uh, Love to. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snag me some of these uh, Rackaholics for this year, and I'll, like I said, I'll post my success with it, too. And uh, just keep checking our page, and Matt's going to keep you posted on what he's seeing with his experiments. Uh, and I'd love to come back early October sometime and do yeah. another podcast. I plan on doing like a I mean, like a tailgate series. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we start talking about what we saw this week and, like, how the deer movement is, uh, what's going up with deer, like how we can expect the rut maybe you know just kind of more of like a live like not live but like an up-to-date what we're mm -hmm. seeing in our area type deal because you know you being over there you might see a different type of action going on than what i'm seeing yeah um it might be slow here and it's it's on the brink for you right there so i i'd like exactly. to do something like that again and like i said we uh we throw a pretty big party that opening weekend to uh, firearm. So, um, that's awesome. So yeah, it was fun. And, uh, guys, thanks for listening last couple weeks. Appreciate it a lot. Um, check out our website, bluecollarwhitetail.com and, uh, let your friends know that rackaholic is, is the real deal. And, uh, and if you want to go through this, website blue collar whitetails to get some go ahead i'll be posting on there and if you want some you can get a hold of us there as well there we go 
All right, guys. Well, uh, you know where we stand, and deer don't care about your feelings. No, they don't. And we're out. <laughs>